Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. Today on the show, I'm going to talk about buying a book of business, someone else's mortgage business. And I often think of, remember that Sesame Street, I'm kind of putting my age here where the guy's like, hey, buddy, you want to buy some air, you know, in the alleyway? And sometimes buying a mortgage business can feel like that. And so I want to talk about three strategies you can use to effectively transition if you're deciding to exit. So the first thing to think about before I get into the strategies is the challenge with selling a book of business is what is it worth? And is it just a list of names? Is it an Excel spreadsheet? Hey, I did mortgages for these three people in the past. How do you come up with a value? So it's very challenging. And I have no people that have done it successfully, but it's very rare. And I think that part of it is because it's like, you don't know what you're actually getting. So I actually, and I'll share my story on this. So I actually looked at selling my book of business, my mortgage business four years ago. And I had three people that were serious about it. One that was very serious. And I had the opportunity for a six figure check and I turned it down. The reason I turned it down is because I ended up deciding to partner with Jules Ferris, who ended up being a way better opportunity for me and for her than if I would have just sold it. And there's a few reasons for this, but I think primarily it's that if somebody is selling a book of business and you're giving them a check and they're gone, it's like, okay, well, where's their incentive to continue to help you to work that database or to introduce you to referral partners? So there's not a lot of incentive once the person has their check, like, great, it's gone. It's not my problem. So that's one of the things I think psychologically, but in terms of the three things that I would think about if you're going to buy a book of business, whether you're buying or selling, these principles would still fall in place. The first is never write a check up front. And the reason is, is because I ended up making four times as much money doing the deal with Jules versus if I would have taken a check, it would have been the worst thing I could have done. So four times as much. And we ended up creating something that was way better and we collaborated. And the other problem with buying a book of business, you just don't know what you're getting. And if you go back to episode seven, I talk about my $40,000 mistake where I bought into a mortgage company that it was at a real estate office and the best agents left within a few months. And I was like, I paid for nothing. Right. And so you really are like the guy in Sesame Street buying air in a lot of ways. And so I would not write a check up front for it. That's the first thing. The second thing is you need to know this database that they have, how often have they been staying in touch with them? What kind of communication has it been like? Is this just a list of people that they never talked to? And sadly, a lot of mortgage brokers will have clients, they love them and leave them, get the mortgage done, never hear from them again. And if that's what you're buying, it's even worth less. Now in our case, so we've been doing a lot of database marketing for years. And one of the things that we've had a lot of good success with is something called a VIP club where we do monthly contests. For the last 11 years, we've been doing monthly contests to our database and it keeps our database engaged. They pay attention to us. And so what we did was, is I was like, okay, this database marketing that I'm doing all the time, I co-branded it with myself and Jules. So it came from Scott, but Jules' picture was on it. Now it's both of us. Oh, they're seeing Jules, they're seeing Jules, seeing Jules. When an email would come in or a referral would come in and they'd say, hey, Scott, I want you to do my mortgage. I'd be like, oh, actually, my amazing business partner, you're going to love her, is Jules. She can help you out. And at first when I did this, I was a little bit like, is this going to work? Are people going to be like mad? Are they going to leave? We did not lose any clients. In fact, I had one client actually tell me, Scott, you know, I was a little bit concerned about using somebody different because, you know, you've worked with us in the past. And I ran into her down the street when we were walking one night and she said, it was amazing. Jules is fantastic, yada, yada. So I'm like, oh, that's great. But then Jules shows me an email that she got from this client and the client had sent Jules an email saying, Jules, thank you so much for this mortgage. This is the best experience we ever had. And part of me is like, keep in mind, I had done four mortgages for these people before. So I did four mortgages. And Jules, first one she did was better. So this let me know that I actually had the right person in terms of who to partner with. 
And she's done a fantastic job with that database. And so because we have been marketing to that database, because we have been communicating, you know, with our contest marketing, when opportunities would come up, like sometimes there's rate opportunities that come up once or twice a year, we would send out email campaigns and we'd be able to pull deals out of that. There was one in particular that we did $80,000 from a single email. One of my other friends, who's one of our coaches, he did a hundred and it was all from a single email. But the reason it worked is because every single month they're hearing from us and they're paying attention. And so then when something comes up, they're like, oh, this is interesting. And so if that's something you're interested in, actually, I did this in another episode, but you can go check out vipclubbonus.com and you can get a copy of that email that we sent as well as you can get an inside look at the contest marketing software that we use and if it's something that you would find useful. But in any case, if you're selling a book of business or buying it, there has to be co-marketing happening and make sure that it's going to continue over a period of time so that the people get to know who they are. And then what we ended up switching from for the first year was me on the email address, then it was Jules. So now the emails go from her to her and I don't even see them anymore unless somebody reaches out to me. So first suggestion is never write a check up front. The second is make sure you co-market to that database for a period of time so that people get to know you got to warm them up. And then the third is to get introductions to key referral partners. So I had a realtor that I've worked with for years and I introduced Jules to my realtors. I sat them down, my top realtors, and I said, look, this is Jules. She's my business partner. She's amazing. She's going to help you out. And I had a guy who worked 30 years as a realtor and he's like, dude, I don't know about this. I got people calling me all the time and you're telling me that she's the person. Just trust me, work with her on a couple of files and I guarantee you, you will be impressed. And sure enough, she knocks it out of the park for him and now is still a referral partner for him. And I know that if I decided to come back into doing mortgages in my town, which I wouldn't do. But if I did, it would be a dogfight for me to get that person to come back because Jules has done such a great job of servicing them. And so if you're buying a book of business, you don't just want the list. I want everybody that you know. I want the financial advisors. If you have an accountant referral, if you have anybody that refers you, you need to introduce me because there's way more value there than just in that list of names. And if somebody who's selling it to you is not willing to let you do that, then A, are they really selling their book of business? Or B, do they even have good referral partners? If they have nobody that they can recommend, it's kind of like somebody who has no references when they're applying for a job. It's like, why do you have no references? Why does nobody want to refer you? So make sure that you also include the referral partners in there. Here's the three things again to consider. First, never write a check up front, whether you're buying or selling, make a deal over a period of time that works out for both of you. Second, co-market to that database for, you know, at least a couple of years to try to squeeze all of the juice out of it. And then finally, make sure that you also get introduced to key referral partners, because that's going to make a big difference in the overall value of what you're doing together. And I can tell you, like I said, I did 400% better than if I would have taken a check up front. So amazing difference versus taking that check and selling a book of business to somebody and just being done with it. So I would encourage you to look at that. In the next show, I'm going to talk about what I would do if I moved to your city. So let's say wherever you are, if I moved to your town and I'm like, I'm going to be a mortgage broker, I have no clients, I have no referral partners. Mm -hmm. What would I do if I moved to your town so that within three years, I'd be the most well-known mortgage broker or one of the most well-known mortgage brokers in your city, depending on the size, of course, with what I'm going to share with you in the next episode. So one last thing before you go, if you could do me a huge favor, if this is useful, please go to iTunes and leave a review for us. That would be amazing. We'd really appreciate it. I read all the reviews. I want to share one with you right now that came from Mike Ellergott. So thank you, Mike, for this amazing testimonial that you sent or this review. It says, no fodder, all fire. Scott hits you with the facts and does it quickly and efficiently. We're all busy people. So to get these snapshots of priceless experience to apply to our business is perfection. Apply his insights, apply his knowledge and get to the $25 million a year sooner than you ever thought possible. Mikey, that's an amazing review. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. And remember the 10 loans a month podcast is where mortgage brokers become business owners.
This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.